Hey, Sarah. Hey, what? I want to watch romantic comedy. Tattoo on the lower back? Might as well be a bullseye. Romantic comedy commentary, <laughs> or Sarah likes to call it romcomcom.com. And this week we are doing Wedding Crashers, the 2005 Vince Vaughn and wow, Owen Wilson. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> We're also going to dive into that by my way. Uh, the, I'm so glad I didn't remember that because if I had thought of that while watching the movie, I would not have been able to enjoy the movie as much. Is wow thing? Wow. Have I sent you the video yeah. on YouTube? Yes. Of, of, it's, John, it's John Wick, but where all the gunshots are Owen are Wilson going, going wow. wow. <laughs> wow, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, I love his oh, wow. Um, but, but you know what? We'll dig into the the, uh, the lower back tattoo later. Uh, what I'd actually like to start off with, Sarah, first yes. is uh, something from our mailbag that someone sent us. Mm. And it wasn't so much an email to read as something that I think is worth bringing to your attention and the attention of everybody listening. Um, our friend, um, it, it was only listed as uh, Koppelberger. Uh, was the, right. the name. I don't know if that's a first, last, middle, or what, but Heisenberg. Uh, just sent us a link to uh, a website, fogoflove.com. Hmm. Do you want to take a guess at what fogoflove.com could be? Like a San Francisco dating site? Okay, that uh, that makes a lot of sense, and you're not 100% you're kind of, <laughs> not a hundred percent wrong. <laughs> yeah, you're not a hundred percent wrong. Uh, I'll read the the first line on their website. Fog of Love is a game for two players. You will create and play two vivid characters who meet, fall in love, and face challenges of making an unusual relationship work. It is a romantic Ooh. comedy board game. Oh, board game! It is a we're like hmm. a strat like one of those. It's like it's the oh, legit it's like, looking um, game. Settlers of Catan. It's like that. It, yes, it genuinely looks like that type of thing. And we'll have to put this up on the Instagram or something like that. All right. Um, it it's, was on Kickstarter. They reviewed it on Polygon. I mean, it's sold, wow. it sold in Walmart as the exclusive distributor for it. It's a legit thing. Huh. Here's we the, have to get it. Well, let's let's talk about How that. How much though. does it cost? That's the part because oh, I no. I was like, oh man, I will just buy this and surprise Sarah. Uh, it costs through eighty dollars forty nine ninety seven. All right. Which, if you know, like board, like not monopoly <clears throat> board, board game. Games. Yeah, that's not outlandish. So yeah. here's what I think we should do. All right. There's. Um, our good friends Will and Maggie go to a board game place here in town, hmm. and next time they go, I'm going to have him ask if they do have this game because they yeah. have just they buy tons of them, and if they do have it or they are is willing it board to games get it, and drinks. I think there is a. I don't know if they have a. I think they have a beer license. If it's Ooh. not, it's BYOB. But if they have it or they're willing to get it. Um, we may be going and uh, oh, playing definitely. playing a romantic comedy board we game. We got a babysitter Sunday night, and it's only a two person game. But I wonder you if teamsies. you can play it like teamsies. Yeah, a yeah. um, hundred and ten scenes, four Jesus. love stories. Uh, so like a choose your own adventure. Not suitable for children under thirty six months. Oh, oh, because of small Eating. pieces, not go. because of content. <laughs> <laughs> they really they can't handle meat cutes. Uh, Let's see, 36 occupations. That's 
Probably, yeah, I'm guessing that's 30. more than any rom-com. I'm guessing it's just 36 in, in different types of... In the entire genre of rom-coms, there aren't 36 <laughs> occupations. Well, I'm assuming it's 36 different types of architects exactly, or copy yeah. editors. 80... Yeah, so you got your landscape architect. You got your <laughs> <laughs> like structural engineers. You've got architects that only do residential. You've got commercial architects. You know, I could go on and on. I mean, it's got... 4.3 really. out of 5 stars. All right. And it again, it was on Kickstarter and made its way through. So hmm. we'll do some more digging on this. Thank you again for shooting that to us. And uh, maybe we'll put up like a picture or video. There's a, there's a, there's videos of people playing it like a promo thing. Mm. Maybe we'll put a promo up or something and see if we Deal. can maybe maybe tag them in this and see if they wouldn't send us a copy or something. Yeah, right. I doubt they would. But for you, research. Yeah, you just never know. So Wedding <laughs> Crashers. Yeah. Why don't you tell me about how you saw it? I've seen it so many times. How are you tell me about the cool way you saw this viewing oh, of it? Not in college, half drunk, watching it on someone's crappy TV. Well, I'm assuming that the next hour or so will deal with you telling me about that, but I'd love you to spend five <laughs> See, minutes telling me about how you saw it the like first time. watch it constantly like, before going out or after coming home. I've probably seen it like 20, 25 times. Really? Yeah, I did that, and I did um, Anchorman. I've seen even more. I've probably seen Anchorman close to 50 times. Why Why were those your going I out don't, movies? I don't know. It just kind of happened. And it was like, well, we're putting this on again. So why did we drink a bunch of vodka before going out? I, it's the same thing. I could see this one being a good pump you up before you go out movie. Yeah. But an end of the night movie. Eat some pizza and laugh. Come on. You watch the first hour when you're getting ready. You come home. Finish it off. Okay. That, yeah. I could see that then. Yeah. So, but this time you saw this it. You saw time, it in a cool way. I went to the Riverscape. What is it called? I don't know what it's called. Uh, All I know is I got invited by your girlfriend to go see this movie at an outdoor venue right in front of Kosai on the river. And apparently 614 was sponsoring it. I don't know. All I know is they had a beer truck and the s'mores um, chicken and waffle um what is it what is it what are they called food trucks the s'mores chicken and waffle food truck was all out of s'mores wait waffles there is a no let me start there was a <laughs> there was a chicken and waffle food truck called johnny's something that also had s'mores and they were the only food truck there that had dessert and it was a little chilly there. It's hard to believe because it's 90 fucking degrees right now. But it was a little chill in the air last week. And apparently everyone was like, that sounds good. And they totally sold out by the time I got over there. Wow. What you were describing <laughs> first, though, a chicken and waffles S'mores. s'more <laughs> has me really intrigued. It'd probably be good. Well, let's let me throw at you what I think it would be. All right. <clears throat> let's get fancy. Okay. A waffle, but maybe like it's like a graham waffle, like you crumble up graham cracker or something like that and put it in the batter. So okay. like it has like the waffle is like your graham. Oh. Then you have your chicken, and then on top of the chicken, like a like a nice chocolate uh marshmallow like sauce. sauce drizzle. Ooh. I would eat the hell out of that. Really? Yeah, you are making noises like you would not. I, I, would. I would want that. I would I want that. I think badly. the graham would make it too brittle. Well, I'm I'm not talking like a hard gram. I'm talking just enough to get the gram, like a gram tasting waffle. You like cinnamon? In the That's gram? what's in graham crackers: honey and cinnamon. Not like a lot of cinnamon, like some cinnamon. <laughs> I like my mostly honey. 
Guess <laughs> what we need to do is get a waffle like they probably use in all their stuff. Okay. Just a waffle. Just a normal waffle. And then drizzle honey on the chicken. Okay. And okay. maybe sprinkle. Eh. You're basically describing chicken and waffles. Is that is there honey on chicken and waffles? I don't know. Syrup. It's close enough. Yeah, I guess you're right. All right. I like mine better. But this had no chicken. So I got up there and, I, and they were like, no, we're sold out. And they're like, but we still have all the other stuff. And I was like, nope. I don't want your I other only stuff. want those s'mores. Yeah, but a waffle would be kind of a Can't you sweet. just take a waffle? And are you telling me you're completely out of chocolate sauce? Literally <laughs> give me a waffle with chocolate sauce and I will go back to my seat. Why didn't you pose that option to them? <sighs> there was another guy there. You were too shook already? And then they thought we were together and they handed him a card and they were like, well, follow us. We'll be blah, blah, blah tomorrow. And I was like, I do not care. I just wanted this thing. And you were the only people who had something sweet. <sighs> but you saw Wedding Crashers outdoor That's with right. cocktails in front no of cocktails, just beers. Oh, beers Beer and wine. in front of on the riverfront. Yeah, downtown Columbus. so you're overlooking the whole city because you're on the other side of the river and you can see the whole city, and it's really pretty. I should put it on Instagram. Yeah, throw up. It's a Nightlight Six One Four. You could even just tag Nightlight Six One Four in this episode. And, yeah. Uh, that way people know like, about some of their job, other movies. Good job, Nightlife 614. Other than the uh, great s'more uh, debacle of yeah, 2018. Right? That was sad. So I had to have three beers instead. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. All right. So that was fun. I watched it in my room off of Google credits. So that's that for what's, me. For everyone who doesn't know, what's Google credits? Oh, if you answer, like, there's an app for Google. If you download it, they'll give you credit for answering questions like, did you use a credit card to pay? And so mm-hmm. you don't, it gives you money. Yeah, to Google keeps track of where you are. And then if you've been out and about, they're like, did you go to McDonald's today? And then you're like, yes. And they're like, did you use a credit card to pay? And then you say yes. And then they give you like 10 cents. Yeah. And it adds up. I think I have like yeah. 30 or 40 bucks or at one point I did. So yeah, that's good. So we've both seen Wedding Crashers. For you, it was a college classic. For me, this movie falls into one of those. It was 2005. It falls into like this void in my life where I wasn't aware of popular culture and I didn't go see movies really. Mm. And I mean, it was like, it was definitely college. It was somewhat post-college and it was but didn't a the big quotes chunk just of like, like high school. Overtake your life. Like people yelled those quotes. They did, but I don't think I knew time. where they were. Like I didn't go see this in a theater. The I theater. Either. I think I ultimately just saw it on like Comedy Central when they replayed the hmm. uh, first couple times. But it wasn't anything I I was. It was like front what of mind. What were mind you too for busy me. doing? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I but there is just like this blackout period in my life where I'm I'm huh. I'm unaware of anything in pop or was unaware of anything in popular culture. I mean, even like the Chappelle Show, I only knew the what? lines from that because. Uh, a bunch of like Ricky and a bunch I of other people you weren't just studying. run up and down the <laughs> they just run up <laughs> and down the hallways screaming it. So what you just didn't watch TV or movies? I guess not. Or if I did, watching flyer old news the whole time. Well, I had so I had to stay up on uh, whatever was going on, <laughs> on campus. Okay, but either way, Reading Crashers. Uh, this one is liked a lot more than most of the ones we've done hmm. prior. Uh, seven out of ten on IMDb, seventy six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, eighty six percent like this movie on Google. So there again, go. Google is higher than everybody else. That's a good IMDb score because IMDb seems to be tougher. Yeah. I would agree on that. your average. When the director, your husband, I, we were talking to before, and he asked who the director was. So I looked him up, and it's this guy, David Dobkin, 
And for what he's like, the movies he's known for and the movies he's done, it kind of <laughs> it looks like all the movies they all feel the kind of like the same as like, uh, yeah, I guess that existed. Like he did <laughs> Shanghai nights and Fred Claus and vacation, the oh, family the vacation one? reboot, mm. um, something called clay pigeons that had Vince Vaughn also in it. Hmm. it Mr. Woodcock RIPD. The only, oh, he, yeah. he did the man from uncle, which I haven't seen, but I've heard is awesome. Huh. Uh, legend of King Arthur's like, he's it's kind of all over the place. Yeah. But they like, at They're least definitely his... male centric male viewpoint. Oh, and, Vin, and Vince Vaughn's in probably 20% of these. Um, so he's definitely, you know, he has a style to him. Hmm. Yeah. So do you want to give a real quick, just one minute summary of what this movie is on the off <sighs> chance that someone has not seen it? Yes. So, Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn are best friends who are both attorneys. Is that right? Uh, arbitration attorneys, something like that. Yeah, they, it They're seems like they deal with divorces mm. primarily. Uh, but in their free time, they crash weddings, especially in the summer. And then it's Owen Wilson's losing his real desire to do this anymore at the end of the season. And Vince Vaughn shows him this one huge wedding that's in the newspaper. They're in DC and it's the secretary of state's daughter that's getting married. And they're like, we got He's like, we got to do this last wedding. This is going to be amazing. Of course it's the wedding where he sees Rachel McAdams, the bride's sister up on the stand and, or up on the altar and thinks she's super gorgeous and, like kind of falls for her and then they end up getting invited back to the Cleary's house. Christopher Walken is the dad. Bradley Cooper is the crazy boyfriend. Vince Vaughn starts hooking up with the younger sister. Then shit goes south when they realize that they've been lying and they're actually wedding crashers. Owen Wilson tries to find Rachel McAdams. She doesn't want to talk to him because he lied to her. Luckily, she breaks off her own engagement to uh, Bradley Cooper. And then... Eventually, he wins her over. Meanwhile, Vince Vaughn has been secretly seeing Isla Fisher the entire time. You're, the getting, sister, you're getting way over one minute in your summary. And they get married, which is totally out of character. Will Ferrell plays their mentor who creates all the rules of wedding crashers, and it ends in happiness. That was that was your longest one, but <laughs> it was succinct. But they they are a bit devious in it because when they go to these weddings, they it just it, the movie starts out with them. It starts out with what him coming in and being like, "Oh, it's wedding season," and they it like a montage basically of them crashing weddings. Right? Isn't that kind of what the beginning is? Yeah. So every wedding they have a completely different story. You know, Jewish wedding, they're Jewish brothers. Mm-hmm. So Irish one, they just walk in and go, "I, I want to get drunk," and that type of thing. Have you ever been particularly devious to get a date or anything like that? Like, have you ever... No, I'm not even saying like a full a full on lie. Because I think the most devious thing I, I ever did... So. Well, the most devious thing I ever did, and I won't even call it really devious, was I was talking to a girl's friend and I was like, you know, I think she's cute. Just can you give me a couple quick pointers? And she's like, oh, she likes this painter and she likes this thing and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay. 
And later I came up and pretend as though I didn't know anyone and kind of dove in. I'm like, oh, no. And I described a painting that mm-hmm. the friend had told me she liked, but very vaguely. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing you know, like five minutes later, we're over at my house. It was across the street, like Googling up and pulling up the painting, which I had never seen in my entire life, just that the friend had very vaguely described to me. And so mm-hmm. that was my entryway to a conversation. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like devious, devious. It was just like, give me something, basically a talking point, but that I had to really... I kind of had to ham it up a little bit. Yeah. Also in this montage, the thing that caught my eye was when they're at the the uh, Jewish wedding, they're doing the chair dance mm-hmm. where they hold the chair up. Yeah. Uh, I went to a wedding for someone I did not know as a date mm-hmm. and they it was there weren't that many groomsmen or something and either way they were trying to get this guy up and there was like two people trying to do it and so oh, i had no. to run up so i was doing and the chair for a guy i didn't even know it, like, in that, yeah i so i was doing that for a guy i didn't even know i was like yeah i've mm. done that they did that at my friend's um bar mitzvah mm. and i was like being jewish is so cool <laughs> like i was so jealous <laughs> i was like i want to marry someone jewish this is awesome like we went, I went to a public school that had a good mix of population. It was probably similar to Bexley here in Columbus. Mm-hmm. And I went to at least four bar and bat mitzvahs. Um, and I mean, this kid, his dad is a big doctor in Dayton. He had his in the same place where I had my rehearsal dinner for our wedding Mm. at the top of the tallest building in Dayton. And they had a fortune teller and a caricature jar and magic, a guy doing magic. And then they had a big dance floor with a DJ and we all like held him up on a chair. And I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, that does sound pretty sweet. When you're 13, baller. Yeah. 13? Yeah, okay, that does sound well, awesome. Well, that's when you're... That, I, yeah, that makes sense. I was thinking <laughs> wedding. You were describing a wedding for a second, and then I no. guess fortune teller really didn't make 13. sense in that context. <laughs> uh, in, the one thing I didn't really... I don't know if I buy this in this movie... I, I go with it because I, I like the movie, but is Owen Wilson believable as kind of a sleazy dude? Because let's... like. I'm going to throw it out there. Like, these are both pretty sleazy dudes when you break it down. Yeah. I mean, Vince Vaughn can definitely Vince play Vaughn that. pulls sleazy 100%. Lo- yeah. Lovable, but sleazy. I think he pulls Owen Wilson in with him because he's the one who knows all the rules. And he's the one who Will Ferrell's character is really his mentor. Mm-hmm. Because Luke Wilson is, or geez, Owen Wilson has never even met this guy Mm -hmm. you know and it's like vince vaughn who's always telling him all these things and you know leading the way it sounds like they're just childhood friends and he's you know but but regardless that he's still the guy that's crashing weddings and telling untrue stories to sleep with women plenty of guys i think of from college who didn't seem all that sleazy but then you really look at their behavior and it's like yeah you just have like this angel face so you get away with things okay then yeah i'll I'll buy that i i can see him as kind of a sleazy dude but i take him more as like a um like a sleazy character but i take him more as you know what he is and everything like Mm -hmm. like surfer bro kind of laid back guy go with the flow sort of sentimental yeah sentimental he's not laid back in this he's fairly high strung well i'm just saying what in everything else that's kind of how i I see him. Mm. See, I see him differently. In most things, I see him as like the more emotional character Mm -hmm. who's not afraid to get real and like has, you know, more 
more hidden anxieties that you wouldn't necessarily see when you first meet him. I guess I just see him in, in Yumi and Dupree and everything branches out of that. And then that yeah, as see, well. I've never seen that movie. It's a good movie. And he does have hidden uh, uh, anxieties. anxieties and all that in that that come out as well. Mm-hmm. But he really is just this laid back bro. Hmm. I'd say, but... See, he's not laid back in um, Royal Tenenbaums. Mm-hmm. He's a mess. Um, he's a mess in the Darjeeling Limited. Everything that... Um, what the hell? Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson did. And they were roommates in college. Really? That's how they got to be friends. Hmm. So he plays like these kind of neurotic, self-obsessed um, nutballs. Mm-hmm. So... Mm. Okay. Well, so they they go through all these, you know, we have this big wedding montage and all that, and then they we have a scene where Vince walks into Owen Wilson's office, and it's kind of a big, you know, announcement of, mm-hmm. you know, I finally landed the big one. We got a it, we're here. We're doing. It's like you said, the senator or no, the the secretary it's of the treasurer. That was the Secretary of the Treasury. Treasury? Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, Secretary of the Treasury. Oh, yeah, because he talks about, like, his taxes or something. Yeah, and international monetary policy and all that. Mm-hmm. Owen Wilson's going, no, I, th- I just, I was ready to rest. I thought the season was but over. But he really likes um, Cleary, Watkins' character. Yeah, like, yeah. He knows about his, like, policies and things. And that's where Vince Vaughn kind of talks him into it. Mm-hmm. Because he was starting to feel, like, like he said that famous line, like, we're just mixing it up. We're having so much fun. They're sitting on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial looking out over the mall. Mm. And and he's like, I don't know. Do you ever get tired of doing this? And Vince Vaughn's like, no, it's fun. We're young. It's great. And he's like, we're not that young. How old are they supposed to be in this? Do you think? I don't know. I think they're supposed to be like thir- between 30 and 35. Okay. That makes yeah. me feel highly uncomfortable because mm-hmm. I'm between the ages of 30 and 35. <laughs> Do you crash weddings all summer? Not all summer. And Have you crashed a wedding? That was the no, but I figured... You we, had a chance to and you didn't do it. No, that one too. I've had multiple times where I've been with someone and we have been near a wedding, like an opportunity to walk in and crash. Like mm-hmm. one time I went and saw... Uh, uh, Bela Fleck and Chris Thiele and it let you out into a big fancy hotel the West End mm-hmm. and is with Stephanie and I went well I let's just go see if a wedding's going on and we go up to the second floor the ballroom is at mm-hmm. and a wedding is going on I'm like let's get a drink and so I just start walking in and she like grabs my arm and is red faced and it's like I can't do it I just can't do it I can't do it I'm like no we'll just walk in mm-hmm. we'll have one drink and 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 that'll be that. We'll make up a lie, and by the end of the night, people would think it would be neat. Here's my take on wedding crashing. Okay, maybe we should have started with this. Maybe we should have ended with it, but we'll do it now. All right. I don't have a huge problem with it in kind of context. Like my sister's wedding, a couple people wandered in. The wedding was over at like eleven or something. Mm-hmm. A couple people wandered in at like ten forty. And had a drink and they were having, they were just having conversation with people. They weren't Mm -hmm. being obnoxious. They were being nice. They were, they had like one or two drinks. Mm -hmm. And I remember my brother-in-law and his um, groomsmen like 
kick them out. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, they're just having a drink. He's like, when you have a wedding and you're paying for the open bar, you can let anyone in there you want. And I was mm. like, yeah. I, it's a per I, head I was like, day. well, either way. I was like, usually. I was like, yeah, I, I probably will because they weren't bothering anybody and they were actually, people were having a good time with them. It wasn't mm-hmm. like they scoped this thing out. Uh, I feel like if you wander in near the end, like, yeah. And then two, if you have the balls to go like these guys did and actually have fun and be invested, that's one thing. It's like you read stories online about people crashing weddings and stealing like presents well, or yeah, things like that. Well, yeah, that's not good. No, that's unacceptable. But if you're, you mm-hmm. know, if you kind of wander into the situation and just roll with it, mm-hmm. then I'm not entirely against it. If mm-hmm. it's just like a, let's what see where this goes. What if your purpose is to hook up with girls? They are, li- did they scope my wedding out and go there with the intention of uh, uh, hooking up with girls? Or did they wander upon a wedding scenario and just go... I think it could happen and rolled with it. First one. I would be creeped out by that person. Someone <laughs> yeah. that actually like looked through the yeah, wedding Yeah, now you can understand why Rachel McAdams was so pissed when she found out. But the other side with that too, though, is they do have quite a bit of celebrity to them being that family. They're high profile. It's not like mm-hmm. a guy wandering into just i don't know i would feel so like like my privacy was so invaded inviting these guys into my house well isla fisher threw a fit because she wanted vince fun to come to to her house just to catch up to that point in the movie they they go to the center's wedding the center's daughter's wedding owen wilson falls in love with one of his daughters or you know they mm-hmm. hit it off and they ultimately vince vaughn and he get invited back to their house mm-hmm. after because vince isla is, fisher throws a giant fit yeah because her and, and vince they're vaughn playing brothers up. they're pretending they're brothers even though they could not look less alike <laughs> and they get invited to their family compound which is freaking huge mm-hmm. apparently it used to be owned by the dupont family oof it has been around since the mid-1600s. And the house that, that you see in, in the movie has been around since 1928. Wow. And now it's owned by uh, David Bradley, the chairman of Atlantic Media. Hmm. <laughs> Dates back to 1659. That's crazy. So they get back there and spend the weekend with this family pretending they're venture capitalists who have some vague connection to the family. They just said that they were like aunt so-and-so's kid. But again, if, if you were aunt Ned, uncle Ned's kids, Mm -hmm. that was it. Uncle, uncle Ned's kids and aunt Mm -hmm. so-and-so and aunt Liz. And and she just, she's dead. Yeah. Yeah. We're very spiritual. But if you were inviting people back to your house, you'd probably kind of like lock in if they were like that. I mean, that's a, they jump on a boat. They go mm-hmm. to a second location. You would think if you're the family and you had a, presumably security and all that, mm-hmm. someone at some point would just say, what the hell? Can you clear <laughs> up for me? Like who you are? Mm-hmm. Or can I run some, can you run something? Just give yeah, me your name. These random dudes. And if your daughter has been dating a guy for a while, and then you like see her hanging out with this other random wedding guest who got invited along with his brother. Wouldn't you be like, what's going on? I know my parents would be like, what the hell? She's taking bike rides with this guy while her boyfriend is puking. All I could think about that, though, was that maybe if the parent thought that it was like someone they had a connection with, like someone they knew in college, you know what I mean? Like some a relationship that... 
the parents didn't know they had established prior as like a friendly one. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's I think it's it it makes sense that I guess how it could in theory happen, but I still feel like before <laughs> they hopped on the boat, there would have been some clarification. Then even at the dinner, at a dinner, it gets brought up right. and it's dropped very quickly. Right. V- like shockingly quickly. Until Bradley Cooper decides to have them looked up and then reveals in a very dramatic way that they're not who they say they are. <laughs> and that makes Isla Fisher just so happy. So Bradley Cooper reveals in the dramatic way that they're not who they say they are. And, and then... And this whole time, Owen Wilson and Rachel McAdams have, like you said, been going on bike rides and talking and being mm-hmm. flirtatious and noticeably into each other. And Bradley right. Cooper has been a dick and Huge dick. tackling Vince Vaughn and... Yeah, <laughs> taking them on... Uh, shooting. Oh yeah, he got shot in the butt. Yeah, he, he shot him with a bridge. <laughs> and this whole time as well, uh, is Isla, Isla 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 Fisher is just acting like a lunatic. And mm-hmm. he at first she told him that she he, was a virgin. Yeah, that he took her virginity, and then she's she's like attacking him anywhere and everywhere. Like when he's sitting on the toilet trying to heal from being pummeled to the ground during that football match, <laughs> and the butler walks in and is like has a Jamaican accent, but also mm-hmm. doesn't have a Jamaican accent. It was like a really not all, mm. it was not there a hundred percent of the really? time he was speaking. Mm. I didn't feel like it. And if it was, it was not thick enough for my taste. Oh, well, it, you like, like your butler's very Jamaican. Well, at least I want the accent one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, By the way. Yes. Did you notice? So the oldest sister is the one who gets married. Then Rachel McAdams is the second sister, then Isla Fisher, and then their brother, Tom, who's like super artsy, introvert, wears black, disappointment to his father mm-hmm. type kid. And so the the beginning starts out with their sister getting married to, you know, in the nautical theme to her first mate. <laughs> and the guy who is her husband is the guy that you were complaining about in She's Out of My League as being not attractive enough. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's him. Well, cool. He plays like the attractive... It is him. You're right. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're 100% right. Wow, I didn't pick up on that. We watched She's Out of My League a few weeks ago, and Justin was complaining about (laughs) how her ex-boyfriend was not nearly attractive enough, and he doesn't deserve to play a leading man. (laughs) And yet, I mean, he's not playing the leading man in this. He's playing the exact same role. he's playing the attractive guy. Yeah. Wow. Who's kind of vapid, but attractive this jumped out at me though because we're just we're kind of this is going to be a mess of an episode just jumping around but toasts he there's a whole part between owen wilson and her where she she gave her toast and he tried giving her advice beforehand like yeah 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 uh have you have you had to give a uh, like speech Mm -mm. have you ever seen a really good like a really good one like a knock your socks off what was your uh my friend uh, her husband was about 10 years older and his older brother gave the best man speech and he's an attorney who was like, I don't even know, 45 at the time. Mm-hmm. This is seven years ago, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was just amazing how much better a speech is coming from a well-educated older man than coming from 
like a 20 something dude who's just like we just had so many good times i just love him so much we used to get rides from his mom to school you know like this guy was so great so excellent in his examples so heartfelt talking about how much you know he saw the love between the two of them Mm. and how happy he was to see his brother getting you know such a a, such a happy experience in his life incidentally they are divorced no but at the time i was like wow this is a really good speech like this is probably the best it's gonna be so you liked it because it it was sincere it was like it was very sincere so it's like what owen wilson Mm -hmm. said don't go for the don't go for the funny go for the sincere yeah it was sincere and it was very well thought out Mm -hmm. you can be sincere and be a fucking mess yeah but it was very you know it was like he spent a lot of time yeah he clearly had maturity Mm -hmm. and a lot of a time to reflect and really consider his words. I mean, he's an attorney. Oh yeah. And it was excellent. The, yeah, I, the, what about you? The best I've seen was also the same. It was sincere and it wasn't an older uh, person. It was someone our, there was someone our age. It wasn't like it, it was Elliot, Elliot's best man speech, a friend mm. of ours. And, but he didn't go crazy. He somehow weaved perfectly comedy and like sincerity together. Mm. And he had that. I can re- see him doing that. Oh yeah. And he had, but it, well, Elliot's best man, not Elliot. Oh, it was okay. Elliot, the Elliot speech. He gave a speech to Laura the evening prior that also had, tears in people well that was more tears in people's eyes but Mm -hmm. no his best man somehow had people simultaneously crying and laughing i mean he was it was an amazing speech to the point that like i heard it i was like god damn it i can't beat that like i like i like i i would like to think i could and i'm like i don't even i think i could get maybe close but i could never hit that mark the worst i've seen is kind of what you sort of said it wasn't like a train wreck one it was just that it was someone basically go, naming all the places they got hammered. It made the, yeah. it made the groom kind of sound like a drunk dick. And then yeah. someone else gave a speech elsewhere during the weekend that I was like, no, that's the best man speech. Like that, um, like that was the best man speech, yeah. not that. Uh, well, for going also for, you know, we talked about best man speeches, but I think Laura, my maid of honor at my wedding had a really excellent speech. It was, <laughs> it was short, <laughs> Because she was very nervous, but I thought it was really excellent. And, you know, she brought up a private conversation that we had had about how do you know that you're marrying the right person? Mm. And it was just really, really good. Yeah. And she was not happy at the end because she kind of broke down. She's like, I didn't want to do that. But I thought it was excellent. And then Brian's best man, our friend Brett, was not definitely not used to talking to people (laughs) and kind of gave like a I love him so much kind of speech and and the priest apparently my parents said that the priest said and that's the difference between 25 year old girls and 25 year old boys wow that's (laughs) pretty funny hers was very emotional and heartfelt and his was more like we just had great times together (laughs) and it was awesome I I I gave a pseudo best man speech once I think that I might have told this story before where I walked the room Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And that was, I feel like, I, no one talks about it, but I really feel like it should be talked about, <laughs> that I, I walked an entire room. So That's good. Yeah. Well, the worst one I ever saw, number one, the acoustics were bad, mm. and you could barely understand <clears throat> what these girls were saying. And it was like two girls 
And the other thing that was going against them is that I didn't know them. Mm. And I didn't know the bride. I knew the groom. And not very well. It was one of Brian's family members. And they were so drunk. They could not get their words together. I mean, you could, they were barely audible to begin with because of the microphone. Mm. And then they were just giggling the whole time and stumbling over each other. And we were just standing there like, what is going on? Like they, I've never seen drunker people giving speeches. Like it was legitimately embarrassing. Like, Oh no. (laughs) Like the family, like the older family members were looking around like, Somebody take their mics away. I, I saw one, and then I, I guess we can move on after this because we need to address the movie and not just <laughs> weddings. But um, And also, there's weddings in every rom-com. We, it feels like sometimes, so we'll probably <laughs> also talk I about weddings, weddings later. Uh, but <sighs> there is one, and I won't give too many details on the off chance that someone... I went to a wedding somewhere, and it wasn't the wedding... The, the speech that the best man or groom or whatever maid of honor gave it was they gave vows they made their own vows hmm. and yeah no, i saw some and amazing they were, vows oh no these weren't amazing these oh. were the opposite of amazing oh, no. there was one that was like it it got like weirdly sexual oh no but it, it you could tell they were trying to make it something like, out of brooklyn 99 well it, it was like they were trying to make it classy sexual but it was like when you come home after a heart hand to god i am almost ver- i am within probably three words of verbatim on this when you come home after a long day of work i promise to soothe you with my body i'm within oh, three no. words of a direct quote and that wasn't that wasn't the only one. It was most of the vows. And I just remember That's bad. Lo- we were like just looking around the church. <laughs> Please don't say this. And most everyone wasn't batting an eyelash, but then there was a whole line of people I knew, and we were just like, "What the fuck is going on? <laughs> oh, is no. that really? Is this really happening?" And then in the parking oh. lot, and then later in the parking lot, the thirteen-year-old uh, brother of the groom got in a fight with the best man because the best man tried kissing his mother. Oh my! It was a. <laughs> He's defending his mom. We'll dig more into that wedding in a later episode. <laughs> oh, wow. I have a whole story about 13-year-olds getting drunk at weddings. But um, I saw some amazing vows, and I was like, damn, we should have written our own. But then one of our friends did vows, and they were adamant about not having children. Mm-hmm. And they were like, and if, he said in his vows, and if somehow you got pregnant in that awful, <laughs> in that awful Thing happened to us i promised to raise our child however unplanned it was as a to be a good person and then like two years later they were like yeah we want to have kids and i was like you stupid butts that was in your vows <laughs> like you're dumb they were like super into it like yeah we're gonna have kids i'm like it took you two years Oh my gosh. It's also worth mentioning just because we haven't said it yet. Jane Seymour's in this movie as the mom and she's number one. Super hot. Does she age? She looks fantastic. And she was pretty funny. She didn't have a big part in this movie, but the one part Mm -hmm. she had was trying to seduce Owen Wilson with her breast implants. Mm -hmm. She's like, touch him. And he touched him and (laughs) and and was like, not, he was asking genuine questions like, oh, they like, these are can they do this now? Like, and she's like, you pervert and slaps him and leaves. And, uh, you know, that was weird. Open I, your heart and love can find a way. <laughs> My open heart collection. <laughs> <laughs> Every Christmas. I also have down here that Owen Wilson's hair 
is what I picture my hair like when it gets long, only I know it it doesn't at all. His has like this mm. curly wave and mine is pinned straight, but as I'm growing it out, that's what I'm always picturing is gonna happen and I'm yeah. like and I'm like one day away from grabbing the brass ring. That's what goes through my head. It's like, oh if I just like one or two mm. more days, man, it's gonna set into like a nice beachy thing yeah. and in thirty three years of life, hair no beachy. Is like it's too perfect manicured for my taste. What do you mean manicured? It's like a sloppy surfer thing. He, no, he just messes that up and rolls. It's not sloppy enough. Uh, it's not sloppy it's enough? It's like the guy from Never Been Kissed, the the high school guy who asks her to prom. Mm. It is supposed to look messy, but you can tell that it is carefully manicured. And eh, I don't love it. Well, you know what? I wish I had that hair. So you mm. don't want it? I do. Well, you know what? I wish I had all the hair of the girls in rom-coms, but the thing is, it's not real. There's a stylist touching it up between every single take. I one time had a person at a costume store walk up to me and tell me I looked like Owen Wilson, and I know Mm. I don't, and I know I don't. You have a timber similar. Your voice has a timber similar to his. Wow. Wow. Uh, And the person I was with loves Owen Wilson and lost his mind. He was like, he doesn't look anything like Owen Wilson. (laughs) You couldn't pick the furthest away thing. You have energy. You don't look like him, no. But you have an energy and there's a timber to your voice that I can see. Someone who was hearing you talk and gesticulate was probably like, Owen Wilson. Yeah, and I, and I loved it. It was one of the greatest compliments I've yeah. ever gotten, even though it's not accurate. Uh, well, but like that I said, your face, no. But your tim- <laughs> the timber to your voice mm-hmm. and you know your, your sometimes wild gesticulations and general outrage at Everything. random things. Yeah really can bring home the Owen Wilson. Well, thank you. Uh, (laughs) But back to the movie, I was kind of wondering during it. So they lie not only at all these weddings, but they also get, you know, to the senator's house and they trick Mm -hmm. these people for a long period of time. This is in 2005, like burgeoning smartphones. Yeah, before there was really... This could not happen today. and It all it would be way too fast. You need a much more... Or could it happen if you had a much more like subversive... Yeah, uh, if you had like a Better Call Saul type fixer who could give you an identity well no or i was thinking even oh yeah you probably could create an identity like Mm -hmm. i could see them you know what that sarah you just answered the question they would probably have three or four websites made Mm -hmm. for themselves outlining this so it got searched and picked up hire bob odenkirk i was thinking the exact would connect them to Mike Armentrout. I was thinking the exact opposite, that it would be they'd have to pick a career that would be off the beaten path. Uh, like, oh, we're opening a, a children's hospital in Tibet. Yeah. You know, but yeah. yours actually fills. Okay, so this yeah, could. Yeah, because if they give them their name, they're not going to go search someone else's name mm. unless somehow they're recognized. Yeah. You know? So this could happen today. You just need a little more legwork on your background story. You'd have to be very serious about well, did, crashing. He had a portfolio he handed him at the beginning of. That's uh, true. That of the main wedding yeah. that was pretty a extensive. Leslie Nope type binder. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. they are pretty serious about this. Did also do the sisters during that whole wedding. Like I've I've been to weddings where I know a lot of people. I've never mm-hmm. had a wedding, but if I know a lot of people, I'm working the room. I'm talking to I, my friends. Yeah. Did these women not have friends? I know. It's like where are the friends? Where are the people they know? Yeah. And even relatives they're not touching base with. And presumably if it's a high profile family. She seems like kind family, of a loner though. Mm-hmm. Like she seems a little lost. Both of them? Isla Fisher's just nuts. Okay, good. I don't know about her. <laughs> She's just a total wild card. But I don't know. Maybe they're her sister's friends and she doesn't really 
it seems like she doesn't get along with her sister, you know? Mm. So she finds the one random dude. I don't know. Mm. Apparently, Owen Wilson came up with the line that you only use 10% of your heart. <laughs> he made that up. Yeah. <laughs> so good. There are just... And hearing you try to pick your line for the opening, it was funny just how many really good one-liners there are in this oh, so many. i have to believe too with like vince vaughn and like you just said owen wilson made that part i really do wonder how much of this movie did have a improv to it like that i have to believe oh uh, yeah chunk there's of a it. ton of it yeah because vince vaughn's got a motor mouth mm-hmm. as you can tell um that's apparently the, that's he... the polish in him is it i don't know that's <laughs> the gift of gab like to think that's I also heard today somewhere See, that know, Polish people oh. like walking. Apparently, Polish people are known. I'm Polish, so yeah. Polish people are apparently known for walking, which hmm. I do walk. I have no problem walking long distances. Yeah, which you, I get. you and I walked all the way across downtown Columbus, up through campus, and into the short north, or no, into Clintonville. Yeah. Um, I know. At least in northern Michigan, a lot of Polish people that are very reticent, like your dad, mm-hmm. that are just quieter, yeah. more reticent. Mm. I don't know. You got the gift of gab. You get a cup. Well, you know, when you would have gotten a couple drinks with my dad, he was willing to talk an awful lot. It just took a couple drinks. Yeah. And I wonder if also that isn't the Polish yeah. couple drinks gift of gab. Brian does not iron his shirts. Unless I wash them, Brian doesn't hang his shirts. He just piles them. But he's so fashionable. <sighs> Yeah, but his shirts, I mean, yeah, don't even get me into Brian's clothing, but his shirts are all wrinkled, and every morning (laughs) he gets hot water, well, he doesn't even wait for the water to get hot, and puts both his hands under the faucet and then smears them down the front of his shirt. Shut up. And he calls it a Polish iron. (laughs) What? Every morning. (laughs) If you said to any friend group that we are in, if you said which person does this, Brian or Justin, <laughs> I am saying ten times out of ten they're People saying me. Say no one would ever yeah. say that Brian has such a sloppy maneuver. Oh yeah, no, it's awesome, it's and an, I respect it's a it. Daily maneuver. Tell me, he calls it the the Polish iron every single day. Every he day. does no, but every, every day he says it yes. to you. <laughs> He's like, I got Polish iron. This I have heard that phrase in the nine years that we've been married. Like oh. I don't know like 300 out of 300 well how many days do you work 200 days a year times nine that's fantastic yeah polish iron so it comes to the point after all their flirting and all this and that that bradley cooper rats them out they Mm -hmm. get kicked out um and they go home they go home but owen wilson is absolutely obsessed with he goes into a depression because she told him off after bradley cooper announced in front of the entire family Mm. and then the grandma comes running out with a gun and someone goes why does grandma have a gun (laughs) (laughs) she said this giant shotgun (laughs) and (laughs) they kick him all out and she's like i never want to see you again and then he falls into this big funk and he keeps trying to contact her presumably yeah and he keeps trying to talk to vince vaughn and he is also mia he's like what the hell meanwhile he's been secretly dating isla fisher Mm -hmm. So then he comes up with a plan to go to her engagement party and him and Vince Vaughn are going to dress up as waiters and sneak in through the back and all this <laughs> and that. And he ends he up. He made friends with the Jamaican butler. Yeah. He's the one who lets him in the back. Yeah. 
and only to be beat up. Yeah. So then Bradley Cooper finds him, immediately beats him up. Immediately sees him. Yeah. And he and his friends beat the shit out of him. And then then Owen Wilson goes back to find Vince Vaughn and finds Vince Vaughn having sex this with Lyle Fisher. Of, yeah. This and, is one of the I like this denouement least of almost any rom-com it's just boring to me and i don't like it i don't like seeing owen wilson flailing around in his own it's like sometimes it takes too long it's like you know it's a rom-com you know they're going to be together i don't need all of this wait so you're saying that it just you don't like how they add in this extra chunk to the act so just just to lengthen it out i mean it's a two-hour rom-com this is a long comedy. Comedies usually come in at like a nice buck 30. Yeah, and it's long. And I, the denouement, if anyone needs to know, is the final part of a play that or a narrative or movie, which the strands of the plot are drawn together and matters are explained or resolved. So... I'm really glad you explained that for me because I was trying, <laughs> I was like starting to furiously type uh, and then I couldn't figure out how to spell it. So I was just like, all right, play along. Yeah, it's the resolution part. And I get annoyed between the the climax and the denouement. Mm. There's this middle blue kind of like, what do we do now? Mm. And it's like, like the climax was when Bradley Cooper revealed that they were not who they said they were and kicks them out and the grandma comes out with a gun and they're all yelling. Mm. And then there's that period of time between there where he's a hot mess and he's trying to make things work. And it's it's a really long part of the movie yeah that goes into a lot of his fuddling and so much of this front part of the movie is hilarious and snappy and just so good and maybe it's because it's so much of the movie relies upon his banter with vince vaughn and in this part of the movie it's just him mm. it's not vince vaughn and it's like ah, this is just dragging on and he's moping around and the i think the reason i liked it the this chunk though was just because I really love Owen Wilson and I identify with him. <laughs> so yeah. I think that I just liked seeing him do anything. Yeah. But I, I mean, can see I what you mean. It was drug out. The first time I watched it being like, Ugh, I don't like this part. Like the started so strong and it was such a great first hour and 15 hour and a half. Mm. And it is funny when he goes and meets Will Ferrell's character who's like cleaning up at funerals now. <laughs> but... Which, uh, I gotta say, I yeah, I've I've done better at funerals and weddings. I'll just say that. Have you? I have. I have. Have I? Was there one funeral in particular that I can think? I was of? gonna say I know of one funeral in particular <laughs> for you. I didn't come back to the hotel room we were sharing that night. I stayed in an abandoned part of the hotel that was under construction. That was definitely oh. the highlight of my life. So see, you've cleaned up at funerals too. <laughs> One. <laughs> uh, you know what I did want to... So yeah, he goes and sees, meets Will Ferrell who lives with his mom. And, you know, it, then a gorgeous girl comes down and kisses him who's wearing a little black dress. Who's wearing a black dress. And I didn't pick up on that the first time I watched. Like, oh yeah, she's wearing funeral garb. Uh, she comes it's not like yeah. a little black dress, but it's just like, it's like a morning yeah. black dress. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, okay, well, I th- I, that just makes me feel better. I thought you were a lunatic or this or that, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he drops that he's been picking up women at the funerals. funerals yeah. He drags Owen Wilson with him, and Owen Wilson sees a crying, and in the whole, sees a crying widow and realizes, like, that's what he wants his love. But also, Will Ferrell the whole time is like winking at people mm-hmm. and mourning and winking. Being weird. I had one thought about that, Ugh. though. 
if you changed out Will Ferrell at that role, tell mm-hmm. me, okay, tell me this wouldn't change the tone of the movie because like Will Ferrell being the guy, once you find that out, it kind of frames everything else that happened in the movie. Yeah. Like there's a goofy guy that talked. Yeah, it's like a big this. reveal. Yeah, it's yeah. It's the cameo of the movie. Yeah, but tell me that this wouldn't change the underlying tone of the whole movie and not for the better. Just I thought it would have been a funny take. Well, not a funny take on it, a different take on it. What if John Favreau ended up being the Will Ferrell hmm. character? Because that would make it wouldn't it, be as impactful. I think. It, I think it. It wouldn't be as comedically impactful, but it would give the movie. So when Will Ferrell there, it makes it more funny what they're doing. Mm -hmm. If it was John Favreau, it would feel the whole movie would feel ten times sleazier. Just something about John Favreau would make it. I also don't think he could clean up like Will Ferrell could. John Favreau, have you seen Swingers? Favreau, have you seen him lately? He's probably put I'm on talking, 60 or 70 I'm pounds. Talking, uh, I'm talking Favs like at the time of this movie. This is 05. He didn't look that's good prime, at the time That's of this prime movie. Favs. I love John Favreau. He's great. But he did not age. He has not aged super well. In Swingers, he was so sweet and, and had this real vulnerability to him. Mm. And he still does, but he has gained a massive amount of weight. Yeah. But I'm just saying that him... I guess, to me, the tone of the movie as a whole kind of almost hinges on Will Ferrell's character because it it sets the baseline for everything else that happens in it. And if you change that character to, again, Mm -hmm. someone that portrays it less funny and more sleazy, then the movie gets a little, it gets a little dark. I mean, and I know they're going to funerals. I'm not that, yeah, I guess that should be dark. I mean, the fact that they cast him in that role, I think, made the movie for so many That's college guys yeah. because he had just done Anchorman and Old School, which are two huge movies mm-hmm. that guys loved. I don't think I have, you know, I know every single line from both those movies because of college dudes yelling them all the time. Mm. And then I remember watching it and then revealing that it was Will Ferrell. And I don't remember who I was with, but there were a bunch of white 20-year-old dudes. And they were like, yes, oh my God. Like, it made their night that he was that guy. That was, it was a good, it was a good casting. I was just kind of posing the idea that, or the idea that the movie almost, the tone hinges on yeah. that, that character. Well, you have to be, you have to be fairly ridiculous to pull off the idea of hitting on widows. <laughs> mm. That, yeah, yeah. Uh, so after that, he realizes what if that... You po- what if you put... <laughs> yes. What if you put Paul Giamatti in that role? <laughs> then it would go from like... And he's like, Mom, me love. And he's like super depressed. Because <laughs> then it changes the whole tone of the movie to super sad. Like, like Will Ferrell makes it funny. John Favreau would make it yeah. creepy. Paul Giamatti would make me feel... Yeah. I actually kind of dig that as an idea. <laughs> Paul Giamatti is like a bad, like a sad, yeah. like mm-hmm. a sad wedding crasher, a sad funeral crasher. Done with life. He just sits the back sipping Merlot Depressed. or whatever he liked in that yeah. movie. Oh my God, that is interesting. <laughs> wow, a sad one. I wonder if we can think of any other good ones. Mm. Uh, maybe that's about it. <laughs> that... What about like a um, Stifler? <laughs> like a Stifler? I, think would, I think they would probably accomplish about the same thing as the Will Ferrell one, just not as innocent. You know, there's an no. innocence to Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Yeah, Will Ferrell has that goofy innocence. Like someone who's like more with like a 
sleazy sleazy but also like a little more sexy like edgy hmm sleazy steve buscemi (laughs) (laughs) that would be truly a feat what if it was matt damon that would be fun yeah that would act that would be fantastic because that would be that if it was ben affleck that'd be too on the nose I'm liking everything that you're saying so far. <laughs> oh, you are just you're. But he could play it. John Affleck. C- John C. Riley. Oh yeah, he could play that. John C. He's a little. John C. Riley could actually enough, play it though. a couple different ways, though. He could yeah. do. He could nail the Will Ferrell funny. He yeah. could do the kind of Favre creepy. Definitely. I bet he could do the Paul Giamatti sad. Probably. He's not quite attractive enough to pull that off. He is. His acting chops are like. You know, no one can beat those. Yeah. But just purely appearance-wise, I don't think he. You know who could play it really well, and yeah. it would have to be like a funny one, but it could be different than Will Ferrell. Will Arnett. Oh yeah. I think Will Will Arnett could Very probably be close to like what you're thinking, like a little more sexy. outwardly sexual but yeah. cool, but creepy at the same time. Definitely. Okay, good. I'm glad we worked through that. Yeah. So at this point, then Owen Wilson realizes he wants to be in love, and so he decides to make a grand, a grand yes, gesture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Vince, well, Vince Vaughn then tells him, you know, that he's going to get married mm-hmm. to. Isla Fisher, he wants him to be there. Mm-hmm. He feels betrayed. Owen Wilson feels betrayed and all that because he didn't know they were even dating. He hid it from him and all that. His best friend His didn't best friend. tell him. And uh, ultimately, he ends up showing up at the wedding while they're on the altar. And she's one of the, the bridesmaid, presumably maid of honor, and runs down the aisle. and Or they, they try to restrain him from getting in. And Vince Vaughn turns and he goes, hey, let him go. He's the best man. He starts mm-hmm. walking up. And he gives his grand gesture speech. And did you notice during his grand gesture speech that her... So she, in this movie, there's a creepy brother in the family, like a, a portrayed as very... Yeah. Let's play tummy sticks. Forlorn and artsy <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and gothy and just yeah, fringe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and gay. And, yeah. And it, the whole grand gesture, when they flash back to her, he's just like standing kind of over her shoulder. Like, because he's on the altar where he's standing. He's mm-hmm. just, he's in the shot over Vince Vaughn's shoulder, but just like giving this fantastically kind of <laughs> creepy, but not over the top face, like mm-hmm. just enough in character. So that was uh, pretty funny. And mm-hmm. and the the main part of the speech is like, I'm not asking you to marry me. I'm just it's saying, just don't marry, marry them. them. <laughs> and, you know, Bradley Cooper stands up and is yelling at her and comes across as a real scumbag. Like, oh, and, that looks like someone you want to marry. And this is a good preview of what married life will be like. And he starts rushing Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn just cold clocks him down. Yeah. And so that's good. And he gets it back because he had hit him so many times on the football field. And then they jump into Vince Vaughn's giant gold Cadillac that was featured earlier in the movie in his driveway. So I knew it was coming. When he oh. walks up to Vince Vaughn's house, you can see it sitting in the driveway. Hmm. They hop in and drive away, presumably with no reception, question mark. It looked like they walked right out of the church into the Cadillac. Well, they probably are going to the reception, question mark. Yeah, but then when they're driving, it sounds like she wants to, one of the girls wants to become a grifter. Because she's like, let's tell them that we're a traveling folk band. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, but it went from let's crash weddings to let's get a full-on grift. Mm. It's like, whatever. You know what that reminded me of? What? Have you seen The Graduate? Yeah. The end of The Graduate when they run out of the wedding. She chooses him 
over her mm-hmm. spouse, but this time it's the bride in in the graduate, and then they all get in the car and they or they get in the car and decide what the hell they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. But this one, they're like, yeah, let's do this fun stuff. And in the graduate, they just stare at each other and realize what a giant mistake they've made. Mm-hmm. But I liked that. It had like that reminiscent quality. Yeah. And running, kind of running off together. It was weird, though, because it felt like two tonally different weddings in the movie. The first sisters yeah. was this giant thing and then a huge after party and mm-hmm. all that. And this one, while giant in the wedding, it just then they just hop in a Cadillac and leave. Yeah. Maybe they were going to the reception. Probably, but something eventually. Just, yeah. But also, they always said that she did her own thing. Yeah. It's like she was very much the one you couldn't control. Mm-hmm. So every so I love Owen Wilson, and I'm really jealous that he has. Oh wow, wow! <laughs> like I want, I want a. You thing. want something? Yeah. I don't <laughs> think I have one. So start thinking of that and in future episodes you can tell me if you have any good ideas for it like my wow like wow wow because that would be that would make me feel pretty happy is it because he has a texas accent i don't know what it is exactly just it what do you mean why that stuck is his thing yeah well why he says it that way just because he has a weird draw that just kind of wow kind of hangs on does luke do that I don't think so. I've never heard him say wow, but I don't He think. says wow. We have to look it up. He says wow in old school. I don't think he has the same kind of... Owen, Owen tends to like draw outwards, I think. Yeah. I think Owen kind of nails him a little Which bit Which one harder. is the more attractive brother? I mean, I, I like Owen Wilson. Mm-hmm. I just think he's endlessly charming. But <laughs> I think you're probably going to say... Luke. Luke, yeah. He has... His he has a huge jaw. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And beautiful blue eyes. He's funny though. He's great. He's great in now. Royal Tenenbaums. He's great in everything. He and Gwyneth Paltrow broke my heart in that movie. Mm. I almost went as him in that movie for Halloween once. Mm-hmm. And I got like the armbands and the glasses and I had long hair at the time. Mm-hmm. And then the reason Did I didn't do it. Uh, I did kind of have a beard at the time. Not that mm-hmm. quite that long, but enough of it we would have passed. Mm-hmm. But I looked up the Lacoste shirt online, and it was like not prohibitively expensive, but kind Probably of costly. Like Seventy bucks. Yeah, for something I'm going to wear once, yeah. and I. That's why I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go for like if I'm going to go that far, I'm going to get the actual shirt. Um, my Laura Inglehart, mm-hmm. my very good friend, and our friend who was in grad school at the time we were in undergrad, his name's Mike went as Margot Tenenbaum and Richie and he they were so good together I have to show you the picture I I have to put it on Instagram like she's you know got a Gwyneth Paltrow body like she's just got that exact same frame and long blonde hair and found that coat and it was perfect and then he is very tall and thin with that huge bushy hair and it was amazing it was like spot on. Yeah, I would I would like to see that. You should definitely put that on Instagram. <laughs> Emma got out my old laptop from college yesterday. Does it turn on? It does. Wow. The last she got into them. some old videos of us screaming Sweet Caroline at the Legion back in junior oh, year. Man. She's like, What? There's Scott. Oh my gosh, it's Tim South. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what happens in you this. I better put it away. Yeah. <laughs> she watched that video like six times in a row. Really? And I think there's some pictures on that that I can find. That's fantastic. Oh my gosh. I would like that very it much. It was great. So we hit a lot of the 
kind of the well we we we're kind of amending it mm-hmm. we're 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 saying that we're we're calling things that tropes that aren't tropes we decided so we're, we now we now have, <laughs> we now are going to name elements and tropes yeah cuz elements we're saying are more things that are actually making Elemental. a romantic comedy yeah right. and then tropes are just things we see a lot yeah, in yeah the repetitive yeah. things so that come up we're evolving our right. our categories yeah like a rom-com always has a meet cute it has a conflict it has um you know, the location and then the tropes are more things like the montage, the sassy side friend, cameos, mm. things like that. And in this, the meet cute was delightful. We didn't even say it. They meet yeah. at a at the gift table and he mm. knows what's in every box. Well, he sees her first. Well, yeah. And like, she's giggling because her sister has super cheesy vows mm. and he's interested because he's never seen anyone like subversively giggle. Mm. And yeah. And then they meet at the gift table. That was a, I like that meet cute awful lot. That I thought, it, I thought it was sweet. Yeah. Uh, and then location, I guess for what this oh, is, yeah. it has to be yeah. like New England, Maine. Type no, of, mid-Atlantic. Mid-Atlantic. That's where DC is. The Atlantic. It's, oh, okay. Like, is that when it, I guess I didn't actually pay attention to where this Maryland, took place. Maryland, crab cakes and football. Is it Maryland, New England? Isn't no. considered New good England? Good God, no. All right. It's Atlantic states. Okay. Maryland. Okay. Virginia. All right, fine. <laughs> Maryland with crab cakes. Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. Yeah. And so Del- and it couldn't Delaware take... Delaware is too. It's mid-Atlantic. Well, and it couldn't take place for it being this... It wouldn't have the same grandeur yeah. of it being a. You needed that DC connection mm. with the with the secretary, and you know that that Maryland mm. Bradley Cooper plays such a great psycho. God. Yeah. His first big role was in Wet Hot American Summer, playing the gay counselor. Yeah, yeah. With Michael Black, and then um, this I think was his his first really big thing that people saw him in and he got great reviews for his psychotic behavior. Yeah. His kind of unstable egomaniacal behavior. Speaking of what hot American summer, Michael Showalter, who plays the lead in Mm -hmm. it and wrote a lot of it. He was in this episode of sugar rush that Emma watches on Netflix. It's a, baking show competition show and they had a whole episode about camp oh neat and they had him as the special guest i was like michael showalter that's really funny yeah it was awesome what else do we have we have the meet cute we have the greatest montage i think we have seen yeah this is a really good one a fantastic montage and it goes on for a long time and intersplices dialogue like it breaks in and out yeah and it's all to the song shout and it's so good. It is really good. It's so good. Ugh. It shows them at all the different types of weddings and like as the weddings progress and all the things mm-hmm. that happen at each of them and how they are like the outgoing wedding guests yeah. instead of sulking in the back. Yeah. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Costumes, like it's wedding attire yeah, and Connecticut casual. It is what it is. It's not Connecticut. It's Maryland. Yeah, but isn't the fashion called Connecticut casual? I thought that's what like khakis and shit were. Okay. Isn't I, it? I don't know. I don't know either. I thought it was like preppy. I thought I thought preppy Like Martha's Vineyard shit. I like thought, Vineyard Vines. I thought preppy and Connecticut Casual were like were the same, same thing. thing. Hmm. I thought. I guess so. Have you ever read the preppy handbook? No. I have it upstairs. It's so great. 
It's like you can have tiny whales on anything. I'm looking up Connecticut Cat right now. The type of attire one would wear to a garden party, such as garments including button-downs, polos, sweaters, vests, bow ties, khakis, etc. Sounds about right. Derived from Connecticut, Latin for land of the rich and waspy. (laughs) Okay, maybe Urban Dictionary isn't a good source for this. Um, Do we have any other ones that we want to hit before we give our rating? Job of the protagonist. It's nothing. We don't. I mean, we don't Vince Vaughn was the sexy side, sex, sexy, sassy side. Vince Vaughn was the sassy side friend. Mm. And as far as jobs, we don't know what her her jobs never really. Ad- oh no, it was wasn't it? She worked for like uh, 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 oh gosh, like a nature or something yeah, or other like conservancy, uh, ecological something. And he was a lawyer, so no architects, no. Yeah. No brighters or But they pretended to be venture capitalists. (laughs) And I assume in some some scene somewhere they would have been claiming to be architects at one point. Probably. Um shoot, so what would you kinda give it, I guess, then, if you as far as how much of a romantic comedy is it and why on a one to ten? So for me it hits a lot of the marks of really what a romantic comedy should be and it's not really i wouldn't say it's a ton about he he grows in so much as most characters do in romantic comedies but i don't think it's like a coming of age type of big transformation because like you said he's already leaning away from that lifestyle at the beginning uh man i i want to kind of mark it sort of high because it really does center on the kind mm-hmm. of the romance of it a lot more than you think when you when you remember it back you remember kind of the the college humor of it but there are a lot of most of the romantic comedy elements are there i would honestly Great probably soundtrack. give it like a i'd probably give it a seven and a half or an eight even yeah, i mean because it really because it, it really is like more mm-hmm. than you realize and once you start looking at it with a critical lens of is this a romantic comedy yeah it very much i mean is. there's a ton of comedy in it for sure yeah but it, comedy is all at the beginning and the romance is all at the end basically like well there's a I, probably the place where it overlaps is when they're actually at the cleary compound mm. When there's romance and comedy, because they go on that bike ride and in the summertime when the weather is fine, it and it's you know got that romance thing going, mm. but interspersed with a lot of comedy, a yeah. lot of physical comedy, um, things like that. But yeah, I would probably give it an eight for that same reason. Yeah, it's it fits all these parameters. It has an awesome soundtrack best montage we've seen yet yeah it all and and trying to like classify as we go through like we said we were going to start kind of classifying the types of rom-coms based on what kind of uh adds the flavor to their romantic problem you know what i mean subgenre yeah like a subgenre i I wrote down wrong place in life rom-com like how she was you know living this had this boyfriend and this guy that she didn't necessarily Mm -hmm. feel right about and a big part of the movie revolves around that but that seems like we've seen that in a lot of other rom-coms where it is like a, I'm not in the right place and I know it and mm-hmm. it's kind of coming around to figuring out what that right place is and it you know off it is in these movies with a different person mm-hmm. but so just something to kind of think about as we go forward that maybe that'll kind of become something we see I don't know if I call it like a 
if subgenre is the exact right word for what I'm trying to express here, but more just what, again, adds that flavor to their uh, romantic distance and yeah. why. I was also reading about different subgenres of rom-coms, and I think um, the screwball comedy mm-hmm. is definitely really high in this one. Yeah. Lots of screwball situations. I think screwball comedies are more prevalent in male-centered rom-coms. Mm. Like Shallow Hal has that going on. Stuff like that. Can't think of another one. I know and I'm doing nothing to help you. <laughs> I can't think either. Uh, so far I have the subgenres as the supernatural, the screwball comedy, and then the one involving deceit. You know, like She's All That yeah. or How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days or Never Been Kissed, yeah. you know, that have that. As the central conflict is the deceit. Yeah. We've made it this whole episode, Sarah. Would you believe it without mentioning Christopher Walken hardly? Senator Cleary? Yes. No, Secretary Cleary. <laughs> yes. How have we made it an hour plus without mentioning how great Chris- Christopher Walken is? Have you made it an this? hour without uh, doing a Christopher Walken impression? <laughs> I had on page one that we have to have a, let's see who has the better Christopher uh, Walken accent. So while I was watching the movie, I was actively practicing my Christopher Walken, oh no. and I had to pause the movie at one point because it... Uh, if I would do more than a sentence, it would turn into a completely different accent, hmm. and I don't know. About right. And I don't know why. But if I kept it kind of, if I kept it kind of, if I kept it kind of tight, I could see now. I can't do it all of a sudden. I need a, <laughs> it's all the pressure. Yeah, you have to not think about it. I'm trying to find a quote. Oh yeah, death! You are my bitch lover. <laughs> Todd, that's good. Tell that mean ocean. <laughs> that's what he says. He yells, death, you are my bitch lover. And that's what Christopher Walken says back to him. He's so, even though his son is such a crazy person, he's very supportive of him. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Damn, Todd, that's good. That ocean. <laughs> well put, John. Short-sighted. There we go. I had it for a second. Yeah. Well put, John. Very short-sighted for you to say that. <laughs> But you see, it's all it. That's I think why I can only do it for a short period of time. Is it's it's that burst well, right? Pushes the, the air out of his lungs. Yeah, but then what I realized is when I was trying to figure it out, and I still can't do it very good. He does it kind of at the end, but then in the end in the beginning, he bookends. But the middle is like is shockingly normal, save for a random pause where it doesn't belong. Yeah. So, so you go big, and then you just kind of. Mm-hmm. Go back to it. And that's terrible, but I, I'm just giving you the hmm. basic structure. So it's like a sailor. He doesn't say sailor like that. Sailor. No, I can't do it. He's a, a sailor. sailor. Good man. Take a seat. <laughs> Alright, so neither of us have very good Christopher <laughs> no, Walken accents. Too. Well, we tried. <laughs> and is that about everything? I think so. Do you have anything else? How can Isla Fisher just it's so funny that she's married to Sasha Baron Cohen. It's amazing. <laughs> good for him and good for her. She's yeah. funny. I like her and stuff. Oh yeah, she she's commits a hundred percent. Yeah, she's great. Well, I guess then if anybody wants to send us any more ideas uh, for cool uh, things like romantic comedy games board games that exist or any comments on the episode or just anything in general you can shoot us an email at 
mail at romcomcom.com. And if you're really curious to see perhaps a post of uh, Sarah's friend dressed up as Margot. Oh, yeah. I have to find that picture. Yeah. If Sarah ends up finding that that photo, Sarah, where will they be able to see that photo? Oh, um, romcomcom.com on Instagram. So you can see that there and, and connect with us on there. And also, as always, I would like to thank This Is My Suitcase for letting us use their song Love off the album The Keys to Cat Heaven for our intro and outro. Uh, you know, look online. I think I saw recently they were going to add some of their stuff up to, um, I think, Spotify and a, a couple other places, but you can definitely check them out on Bandcamp. Um, there's been some activity from them, so I highly suggest checking them out and the rest of all their side projects. So, I think that's about that for Wedding Crashers, Sarah. Would you agree? Yeah. Cool. We did it. We did it. I had fun, Sarah. I did too. Justin. (laughs) And I hope all of you had fun. (laughs) Death, you are my bitch woman. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.